Hey guys, welcome to the creation hey. of... Oh my goodness. Hey, all you listeners, welcome to the Create Initiative podcast. Kick up your feet, turn up your volume to a moderately decent level, and let's go. Thank you, Kyler, for that wonderful intro. That is Kyler Clap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Kyler Clap. I'm Jason Evans. With us uh, via the digital means is Kyle Lee wearing some awesome kids' headphones. Yes. And then making this whole ship run is producer Chris. Hello. There, there it is. One day he's going to say hello But normally. it's not today. But it's not today. Can well, you just say hello normally? Hello. There, there we go. Well, uh, we're back after a couple weeks. Uh, producer Chris, Kyler, and I had some events uh, out of town that we had to take care of. And in Branson. Uh, Kyle, yeah, in, in Branson, Branson, Missouri, our super secret location. Um, Kyle's been uh, teaching the children, but it's almost fall break, right, Kyle? It is. It officially is fall break. Okay, nice. So good for you. So I'm breaking. You're breaking. You're, yeah, you are because you forgot your headphones. You forgot your microphone. You're chugging Skittles You're and Mountain Dew. You're chugging Skittles and Mountain Dew. You're at your lowest, friend. Sorry. Uh, this is my highest. Oh. Well, <laughs> uh, energy speaking, maybe. This is the peak. Yeah, this is after you said, you're lucky I woke up this morning. <laughs> Feeling good. <laughs> oh, feeling good. And that was Jasper you heard in the background. Uh, he's helping Kyle out today. Kyle's trying to tell him to shh. I will say, Jasper is um, wearing a Tetch shirt today. Really? And it's awesome. Nice. Nice. Is it a new Don't design? Show me your shirt. Is it a new design or the one you made this summer? No, uh, it's just the well, just the regular. Oh, nice. Cool. Perfect. Robot skeleton. That so. is perfect. Uh, can, can anyone buy those online yet, Kyle? Sure. You just have to send me the money in advance, and then I just have to make them. So, right. yeah. So send us your money and uh, address, and Kyle will send you one. But uh, I just have to set up the screen and find the shirt and yeah. print it and dry it. It's like a real screen printing business. Get it in the mail. Never mind. I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say maybe don't. <laughs> yeah, it just seems, seems like a lot of effort you're having to just undertake. A, just act like you've got one. Okay, everyone just pretend to wear your Tetch shirt. Uh, we'll make Wednesdays, Tetch Wednesdays. How about that? Does that work? Done. Piece of cake. Is today Wednesday? Today is, as we're recording this, is Wednesday, yeah. Tetch Wednesday. Yeah, Tetch Wednesday. So, yeah, hope you all can support us with that. But uh, like I said, it's been a couple weeks. A lot of awesome things in the news have happened. It's been mostly good news, right, last two weeks? Um, Sure. No? Uh, Eh. (laughs) I mean, it's been interesting. Oh, yeah? Being an American. Mm-hmm. A Christian American Christian. An American Christian or a Christian that's American? A, one and the same. American Christian. For some people it is, that's for sure. <laughs> Oof, oh, yeah, there we go. So we've, you know, we, we always start out on such a high note and it takes us about three minutes to just hit rock bottom. <laughs> you know why? It's because we don't play the national anthem before we get started. <laughs> you might be right. Did we pray? Uh, well, actually, that's a good question. Oh. 
Invocation. Invocation. Oh, well, Kyler, uh, you did see some stuff uh, on the socials, and uh, yeah. I thought it'd be good to talk about. What did you see? Yeah, so I mean, amongst all the things I'm seeing, recently a certain podcast posted a meme of a kid who was like on the ground like it was it was like a well kept kid. I feel like it's explaining this at the beginning feels like it's gonna go somewhere shady. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um but it was like a kid on the ground with a boot like upside like stomping on his head basically and it was captioned persecution and then the next picture was like a zoomed out version of that picture and the kid's hand was in the rain boot. So like he was stomping on his own head with the boot, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that one was captioned American persecution. And so this podcast captioned the photo. I know. Um, they captioned it. We're going to be talking about like persecution in the church versus like persecution in the church in China. Um, basically, they were saying we're going to talk about fake persecution plus <laughs> versus real persecution. Yeah. Um, and one of these, um, I would say, Christian celebrities. Um, kind of a wannabe activist. Wannabe activist posted on it was like, you know, you guys could have emailed me. We could have talked about this because I think he felt like they were adding him solely because he's it. He's kind of responsible for one of the largest Christian movements. That's like we're gonna have worship gatherings without masks despite COVID, whatever. Yeah. And oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And then, I missed this whole thing, so. Well, yeah, right. And so then Johnny Swim. Which, hold on, but the they never, like, added him at all. No, like, not that I know of. To, I mean. He's I, trying to get his own, generate his own buzz, probably. Yeah, he's I mean, trying to make the, he's trying to literally, ironically, mm-hmm. do the, like, he's being persecuted. Exactly yeah. what the meme is. Yeah. Yes. Unless they talk about him on the podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but even then, I don't feel like they would be, like, Blank, blank, you suck. Um, which they should. <laughs> Anyways, um, so well, I know one one of the people on the podcast is what used to be good friends with them. Well, that's like, the thing too. He said yeah. in the comment, he was like, "I know one of the guys personally, and I just think this is." Bl-. You'll have to go and read it, but it was just he's, this long con. Yeah, don't. But so oh, he, you won't. <laughs> so so he was like, you know, you could have talked to me. You know, DM me or whatever. Yeah, reached out and we could have, uh, and then he hashtagged the movement he started. (laughs) Dumb. But so Johnny Swim replied to his comment and was like, we've been trying to DM you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like Just called him out. And the same guy was coming at somebody on Twitter posting about, you know, Black Lives Matter protests going on and... Carlos Whitaker, he replied to one of Carlos Whitaker's tweets, and he is minority. Mm-hmm. And the stuff he was saying, I was like, dude, shut up. Get off of Twitter. Get off your high horse. I can't see too much else because it'll, you know, reveal his identity, but I'm not a fan. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Christian activism, you know. You got to fight for the name of Jesus, right? <sighs> On social media. On social media. <laughs> Wow. Do you see anything, Kyle? Have you over uh, ran across anything in the news? Or just in life? Doesn't even have to be the news. You're about to move. Yeah, I no, nothing cool like that. Cool. Just, isn't it? It's always that story just reminds me of the part in the Bible where uh, Jesus talks about um, just go and make disciples of all nations by belittling people who don't believe like you. 
Yeah, I that's. Love that verse. Yeah, that was in. It's good I verse. can't remember what book that was in. But. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. One of the books. That's yeah. one of the most lived out verses. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's very true. <laughs> oh, man. So, nothing new happening, Kyle? Just school? School. Uh, trying to get our house ready to sell or move. I guess we already sold it. So. Just chilling. Just chilling. Chris, producer Chris, what about yeah, you, man? Yeah, mm, not, not a whole lot's happening. I will say, though, that this may be my last podcast because uh, Sunday uh, I'm going to ask my girlfriend's, uh, her parents, if I can marry her. So oh, wow. I may not make it back alive. Wow. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that's, that's dangerous. It's a dangerous yeah, yeah. Game. Yep. So thoughts and prayers. Well, Jasper was singing you a going away song. I know. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, man, that's a big deal. So obviously you're not worried about Liz uh, hearing this. Um, no, nah, the only time she ever listens to this podcast is when I'm played in my car and she's with me. Oh, you make her? Wow. Man, wow. She will be a fan. So she's not not currently a fan Chris, and you're still going to marry her. a good huh? plug. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Does Libby listen to the podcast, Kyle? Oh, here and there. Enough and there. to... My friends um, listen to the podcast. Enough to be right. supportive, you know? Like she can, like, oh, I like that one person who was on it. Well, I mean, she she tries to listen. She's busy, you know, constantly yeah. wipe, wiping bottoms and <laughs> doing stuff like that. Who tries to? Oh. <laughs> Jasper said, oh, Well, Kyler, I'm glad your friends listened to it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, oh, we got a super faithful listener, Ditton Field. Shout out, Ditton. That's true, Ditton Field. He, he's always texting me about it. Ditton yeah. yeah, he'll, so. he'll shoot me an email, uh, hit us up on the socials every once in a while. Thank you, Ditton, uh, for making a difference in the Create Initiative world. Well, we should shout out a follower each week. All right, Ditton, mm -hmm. you're our follower this you're week. You're the follower bam, of bam, the bam, week, bam, Ditton. Bam. Yeah. Do you have a theme song, Kyle? You want to follower of the week? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is such I high. Why high the brow. wives don't listen? <laughs> that was just that was just off the top, guys. A little off the top. Our future oh. wives, sorry, Chris. This is such yeah. highbrow, highbrow comedy. <laughs> I like it. So, well, we we should probably move on. We've got a great guest uh, lined up, but before we get there, it's time for top three. <laughs> Oh, that was tasty. So, that, was, <laughs> that was great. That was uh, well, today our uh, top three is going to be brought to you by producer Chris. Chris, what do you got for us? All righty. Top three. Today is your top three favorite 90s movies. 90s movies. Yep. I said 90s because I don't watch 80s movies because the camera quality is horrible. Because <laughs> everything looks like a VHS. No, it's just really bad. Top three '90s movies. Now, so hold on, I, I do have to ask clarification. Are these like the best movies in your opinion? Or are these like the ones? These are the ones I'll watch. Just like, like a personal opinion. Okay, and like because I'll watch them all the time, or I really enjoyed yeah. them. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I feel like is everybody looking at their phones? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I get the the '80s and the '90s is a blur to okay. me. Um, I, I I I'll I'll go first. I'll just shoot from from the hip. My my definite number one from the '90s that I will watch again and again and again if it's on TV. Uh, I'll just start watching it wherever it is. Shawshank Redemption. 
Um, Ooh, I'll go for it one. all the time. Um, hmm. Man. Yeah, there's some bleed over. Let me, I got to look something up real fast. This is such great radio. Um, <laughs> nope, that one doesn't count. Uh, we talked about it earlier today, Kyler and Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, one, another one that I'll just go back and watch all the time, but I think is the nineties, a league of their own. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, Ugh, if it's baseball. on <laughs> 1992, <laughs> if it's on TV, if it's on TV, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, you know, just where I'll pick it up wherever it is. So, uh, that's two, man, it's tough. Cause you know, there's so many you're leaving out. Yeah. Like, you know, like I've got it enough, like running through my brain, like happy Gilmore, mm-hmm. uh, saving private Ryan, uh, just trying to think of the ones that I still go back to. Do you guys have yours? Well, I'm thinking of a third Absolutely. One. Go ahead, Kyle. Oh, you need mine? <clears throat> we'll start it off with Iron Giant. Okay. Mm. Can't be topped. That my brother has as a robot as a toy. Yeah, my uh, three-year-old has an Iron Giant toy. Um, Mighty Ducks 2, D2. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good one. I liked the second one the best. The first one's fine. Second one's the best when they're in the little mini Olympics, yeah. the Goodwill Games, um, because they introduced one of the greatest actors, characters of all, all time, Keenan Thompson, Kenan Thompson. Into, the, into the cast. <laughs> Knuckle uh, puck, man. That was probably like a year before he started Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so, <laughs> a year. <laughs> um, and then finally, can't beat it, Men in Black. Ah, that's oh, a good that one. was a good one. Men in Black is just one of the best, just like original, like the first one, you know, just best original. Yeah. Awesome stories. Great actors, great story, great effects for, especially for the nineties. Yeah. And so, not bad. What about, uh, Tony Shalhoub? I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Yep. You got the dude from, uh, what's his name? Vincent DeForio or whatever his D'Nofrio. name is. D'Onofrio. Yeah. D'Onofrio. Yeah. yeah. And he's playing, playing Edgar, the, the roach in Edgar's skin. Yep. I just love it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to think. Uh, Home Alone would be up there. That was, I think, 19, yeah. I think that was classic. 1990. So, I'll, yeah, I'll add that one. So, Home Alone, League of Their Own, and uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Um, yeah. Minute Black, you, Will Smith had a run there, Independence Day. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bad Boys started there. So, Goodfellas is 1992. That's a good one. Kyler, what do you got? Uh, right now, mine is Hercules on the Disney uh, movie. Disney one? Yeah. Um, this is so hard. Star Wars. But Seems hard. The Star first Wars. Phantom, Wars. Phantom, Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace <laughs> came out in 99, right? Yeah. But that's like in the 90s? That's one of your top three? Oh, yeah. Really? It's one of the ones I pick, watch the most. You're going to pick one of the worst Star Wars movies <laughs> to be your top movie of the 90s. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, it's it's fine, you know. We'll, we'll respect your. I can't. She's like a real Jar Jar Binks fan. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm torn between Tarzan and Anastasia. Mm-hmm. The cartoon Anastasia. Yeah. Uh, Tarzan, one hundred percent. Yeah, that much. I mean, you'll I'll, be in my heart. Stop! Stop! We'll have to pay for it. Oh darn! <laughs> Um, Phil, take a Phil, look, take a Phil look. Phil Collins will come through. straight for us. <laughs> I like, 
Well, I like movies like Clueless and 10 mm-hmm. Things I Hate About You. They're just mm, not my yeah. fave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll say 10 Things I Hate About You. I like what year did that come out? I don't know, the 90s. I, like I think was. it was like 98 or 99. Was it? I think. Yeah, because I was going to say, or or My Best Friend's Wedding. I do love oh, that yeah, one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. What year did Runaway Bride come Ten out? 10 Things came out in 99. Ooh, Runaway Bride is a good one. Oh, You've Got Mail, one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. Runaway Bride, 99. Oh, then it's I Runaway said, Bride. That's my third one. I said all-time twice. You Got Mail, 98. You Got Mail. I watch You Got Mail this time this time of the year, every year. Really? It's like, it just reminds me of fall. Yeah. It's just like, it's more of like a, you watch a movie because of the setting yep. rather than the content. I mean, Tom mm-hmm. Hanks, such a sweetheart. Meg Ryan fell off the face of the earth, but. <laughs> wow. And then Dave Chappelle in that? Dave Chappelle. Yeah. yeah. Just a regular acting. Yeah. He's uh, just like a role. normal dude with like yeah. two scenes. Um, what's his face? Greg Kinnear. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, That's a good one. What? Parker What's the Posey? lady's name? Parker Posey. Yes, yeah. Parker Posey. She's creepy in almost everything else. So, <laughs> all right. Um, well, Chris, that, that's our. Those are our tops. What's yours? Uh, number three. I was thinking of a Space Jam. Ah, Space Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. Um, number two. Space Jam. I went with uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one. Yes. Yep. Is that where the, with the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then Great. number one, uh, <laughs> I had to go with The Matrix. Matrix. I thought about that Ooh. one. I definitely thought about the, that one. You still, did you ever watch it? No, not yet. I can't find it, it on anything. Oh. I have the DVD. Enough. I'll give it to you. <gasps> Chris, yeah. yes. Thank you. Yeah. Chris will hook you up. So you better do it before this weekend in case you don't make it. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, that was good. That was our, uh, this is this week's edition of Top 3. Have you seen The Fifth Element? I have. It's been a while. Yes. It's wild. Yeah, it's a trip. That it was the wild. first movie I watched where I was like, this is something. <laughs> <laughs> it's got pretty good special effects for the 90s. It yeah, yeah, for the mid 90s. The plot was all over the place. Yeah, yeah it's the. It was one of those. Uh, they took a lot of liberal liberties with the uh, sci fi, you know, the fact that it's like mm-hmm. future and mm-hmm. new technologies and things. Man, Indiana I forgot Jones? about Seven. I may have to put oh, uh, yeah. Seven on there. What's in the box? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, yeah. Seven would be a good one. What did you say, Indiana Jones? Mm-hmm. Which one? I don't know. Which one's in the 90s? I don't think any of them are. I think oh. the first three are in the 80s and then the other ones in the 2000s, 2008. I think. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. The one that doesn't really exist. The one with Shia. Uh, because the only one that exists. Oh, yeah? Are you a fan? <laughs> I love Shia LaBeouf. Well, I meant the... I haven't never seen the movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay, oh. there it is. <laughs> Did you see, uh, uh, this is a few weeks ago, but speaking of Shia LaBeouf, did you see where they did like a celebrity read through of Fast Times at Ridgemont yes. High? Did you see it, Chris, mm-hmm. Kyle? Uh-uh. You did see it? Oh, Sorry. it was. So Shia LaBeouf played the Spicoli character, Spicoli. the old Sean Penn character in that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. And dude, he was straight. Like when he was high, he was, he was toasted. High. <laughs> he was, he's like in this truck, and there's just smoke. He's drinking, everywhere. and he's got like, uh, like he was living the part out. That's for sure. Uh, and it's so like Jennifer nice. Aniston, Matthew McConaughey, yeah, Brad Pitt, yeah, yeah. Like Brad Pitt and Aniston, and they're all uh, just laughing at yeah. him. Oh, it was good. Yeah, so it was good. You should go watch some uh, YouTube clips of it. Morgan uh, Freeman was narrating. Yep. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, there's a big celebrity to do for sure. I'm not um, really an Aniston fan. Neither uh, am I. No, nah, I'm not either. But, you know, 
it was still, yeah, it was cool watching Shia LaBeouf do his thing. <laughs> it was pretty interesting. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Uh, well, we need to move on and uh, get to our guest today. We have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Brianna Walter. She lives in San Antonio, Texas, and she's the founder of Brianna Walters Digital Media. And uh, so she helps companies uh, with their social strategy and just content strategy in general. And uh, she also uh, works and serves at her church and help build their media department from a team of basically her to a team of over 20 people. So we talk about that uh, quite a bit. And then we talk about her moving into this uh, space of her owning her own company. And uh, we even talk about Sunday Social because she does some work for them and Jonathan Malm as well. So uh, we had a great conversation. Let's get right to it. Here is Brianna Walters. Well, Brianna, uh, thank you so much for joining the Create Initiative podcast. We uh, appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us. Yes, of course. Well, uh, just as we get started, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're located, and and what life is looking like for you right now in this in this world? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I am currently um, in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I grew up in the Rio Grande Valley, which is about four hours south of here, um, pretty much tip of Texas, and came to San Antonio for school. And so that was back in, I guess, 2008. <laughs> so I've been here for about 12 years, um, attended the University of Texas at San Antonio, where I graduated with a bachelor's degree in communications. Um, wasn't super into to school. Um, I, I kind of knew college was something that I had to do, but ever since a young age, I was just always been really fascinated by media and, you know, whether that was behind the camera, in front of the camera, I loved, you know, doing home videos and stuff. And so wanted to go into broadcasting. So during, um, college got a couple of internships and um, discovered my passion for for broadcasting. So worked as um, a sports intern for the ABC affiliate here in San Antonio, worked my way up to like paid intern to editor for a newscast, and then um, transitioned to be um, a sports intern for the San Antonio Spurs. So I did, did broadcasting with them and uh, very different from news. So yeah. learned quite a bit um, from both of them. And so, um, yeah, and now just here in San Antonio, never left, um, recently got engaged. So well, congratulations. Honey, Thank you. Planning a wedding during a pandemic. Um, <laughs> uh, a lot of people I know work kind of slowed down for them during the pandemic, but being in, uh, you know, digital media, it definitely did not slow down for me at all. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of feel like now I'm able to kind of catch my breath a little bit, but it's kind of been nonstop for the past couple of months. Yeah, and that's that's one thing we're learning um, over these last few months is uh, for people in the the creative field, um, it seems like maybe big project work has slowed down, but there are so many yeah. there are so many maybe new avenues that that creative people are having to tackle that really the work hasn't s stopped. You know, it, it may just be a little bit yeah, different. For sure. 
Um, so yeah, it, sure. it sounds like you're experiencing that as well. Um, you know, I wanted to kind of talk about your professional experience um, because you 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 kind of segued that into uh, you actually worked at the local church for a while. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You yes, know what did. what did that journey look like um, moving from you know uh, working with the San Antonio Spurs and the idea of going into mm-hmm. broadcast and and all that? How did that transition happen uh, into the local church? Yeah. So. My second year of my internship, actually it was right before I was going to start the, se- the second season, um, I got saved. So, um, uh, you know, got saved and um, continued my internship. And once that was kind of coming to an end, the church that I was a part of at that time had approached me about coming on staff. And I was like, man, I've never, ever considered, you know, being a part of ministry. I've worked, you know, so many years uh, putting in my time for doing broadcasting. But then when I was approached with this, I was like, I really want to help people, you know, I want to give back. And so prayed about it. And I felt like it was the right move. And so um, was on staff there for for a while and then transitioned into another church and was on staff there, I believe like three years. And at the time I got hired on to be like project management and ran, you know, front of house and stuff. And then during it, God asked to um, also take on media. So media department kind of was not in existence. Our pastor was kind of still doing the graphics. You know, we had one girl who was running social. So when it got handed to me, it was in the very beginning stages. And so um, that's why I have such a huge heart for smaller media teams or even one person shows. Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I transitioned from broadcasting to to the local church. That's awesome. And uh, I've got a couple questions on that. So, so the idea Mm -hmm. of, um, they're not really being a media team, um, Mm -hmm. definitely not an organizational style. Um, you know, what, what were some of the things that maybe you learned in that, that professional broadcast area that you were Mm -hmm. able to take and implement, uh, in the local church, even as like a a one person team or one or two people, uh, teams, what were some of the things you're able to carry over? Sure. It's so funny. Um, during broad, when I was in broadcasting, um, Facebook was kind of popular, but Instagram was just kind of coming mm-hmm. around. I think Twitter was still just a few years old. And so it's so crazy to see um, what it's evolved into now. And so going from the professional world to the church world, um, I think one of the biggest things I learned was that um, we can have seasons where it's very fast paced, you know, being in broadcasting, especially if it's live, it's kind of like anything can happen. You're in a fast paced environment. So you have to adapt quickly and and pivot quickly. And in the church world, it's not always like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, we do have some slow seasons, but you know, Christmas comes around, Easter comes around. It's a little bit faster pace. And so just kind of rolling with what's, you know, being connected, tied to what the pace of the church is. I think that helped a lot. 
And then as I begin to lead teams, I think just trying to, you know, tell team members that we kind of have to serve with an open hand and be open to change because that can happen at any moment. You know, I was doing, you know, front of house stuff and then it was like, hey, want to take on media too? So just <laughs> kind of having an open mind, I think, um, when serving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Cause that, I mean, if anything that the, the live event uh, space will teach you, it's that you got to kind of roll with the punches, you know, you've mm-hmm. got to, you've got to be able to move with, if, uh, into a new arena if necessary or whatever. And so, sure. um, yes. you know, when your pastor just asks you to pick up, you know, something else, <laughs> uh-huh. it, you maybe you're a little yeah. bit more, uh, ready to do that. Um, yeah, well, so, sure. so as, as you've spent time, uh, in the local church, um, are, are you still working in the local church? I actually am not. Okay. So I just transitioned um, at the end of June. Okay. Yeah. So um, kind of was feeling like, you know, God was was leading me uh, to transition out of that season. And so, yeah, I was on staff there for about three years. And now um, I just attend right now. We're kind of like in the in-between yeah. where we've been online and we're about to start regathering again in November. And so I'm um, still helping in some areas, online hosting, that type of stuff. But um, yeah, I'm currently not, no longer um, leading the media team. Okay. There. Well, um, what what did that team look like? Because you just said media team. So, you know, mm-hmm. from, from three years ago when, when you kind of yes. started overseeing that, how did that evolve and what does it look like now that, that you've stepped back? Sure. So when I started, it was about three of us. So it was myself and then one girl who was kind of learning photography, graphics, and then another girl who would help me with social media. And so in three years, it went from three people to about 20. And so, yeah, so it started off as just social media and then it evolved into overseeing graphics, photography, videography, website, emails, basically anything that had to do with digital media. And, you know, that team, I I love that team so much because one of the special things about it was just the camaraderie. Like everyone was all in, willing to learn, willing to pivot. I think um, we really saw that unity when we decided to do um, Easter services off campus. We actually rented out um, a space here in San Antonio. So we were able to hold, um, you know, a a larger crowd. And, you know, we actually didn't even know what that venue looked like till the day of when we got there. Really? Yeah. And so it was a lot of running around and a lot of texting back and forth, but that really bonded us and that really brought us together. And so um, really, really love that that team. And so, yeah, it grew, God brought a whole lot of growth. And I think one of the cool things too, is I always tell people when you're trying to grow your team, don't always necessarily look for skills. You know, of course that is like a great benefit, but we did have several people who signed up for the team and didn't necessarily have all the skills, but they had a huge heart to serve and they were super teachable. And I think if you have someone who is willing to learn, then that is going to be a huge benefit for your team. So I would just encourage anyone who is a part of a small team right now to not overlook the people who might not have a whole lot of experience. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And that's, I mean, that's just an awesome story to over three years for it to grow uh, that much. Mm -hmm. That's, that's awesome. Um, And um, I assume that, that 
also speaks to the the church itself growing mm-hmm. and and having those needs um, and everything. So that's an awesome oh, blessing. Yeah, for sure. We also um, we got a lot of growth also when we hosted our first creative night. We had never done anything like that. So the media team and the worship team, we kind of uh, partnered that night and we kind of said, hey, if you're interested in these areas of ministry, we'd love for you to come out and um, ask any questions that you have, get to know us a little bit better. And that brought a lot of growth too, because, you know, there was people in the church, we had no idea um, who had skills or talents. And then, you know, we, we hosted this night, very low key. And it was super huge for for our team. Yeah, that that's awesome. It's a great idea. And as you as you say that, I was kind of thinking, um, as as we as churches reopen, like here in mm-hmm. Oklahoma, a lot of churches have been open, you know, since the summer and and things like that. You know, meeting in person, yeah. but it just seems like uh, it would be a great opportunity as people start coming back into the church to do things like that again, just to let people know, hey, we're here, and we also have a, a place for you. Um, to volunteer yeah, and stuff. Yeah, totally. Because if you're coming in and you're seeing people serving and doing things, I think sometimes people can get the the per, uh, perception that like, oh, they actually don't need help. They've mm-hmm. got it covered. Yeah. So have, hosting those nights is really beneficial. It's like, yeah, you actually have a place here and there is always need um, for people to, to come on. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Um, well, well, shifting gears just a little bit, you talked about your transitioning um out of that leadership role in the church, but uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Brianna Walters, uh, digital media. (laughs) Um, You know, what, what, what does that look like? What is that story uh, for that? Yeah. So I was full-time staff at the church and was just kind of feeling um, like a shift needed to take place. And I really struggled with that because, you know, um, I had invested so much of my time in the broadcasting and then, you know, went into ministry. And this was something that the Lord um, really placed on my heart. And so I was just like, all right, God, what's up? Like, what's happening now? You're leading me into another transition. And then to start something on my own, like never, ever wanted to have a business go off on my own. Um, I didn't even know what exactly what that looked like. Um, I also was like, do I have enough experience to actually do this? And so, um, Jonathan Mom, who, like you got, you said, you've had on this show a few weeks ago, we actually met at church. We attend the same church okay. and he's huge on entrepreneurship and stuff. And so I actually like reached out to him before um, I launched the business and kind of picked his brain a little bit. And he was actually, uh, Sunday Social was actually kind of uh, my second client. My aunt, of course, was like, yeah, you can do my social media. (laughs) She was kind of my guinea pig. Uh, But then Sunday Social approached me and needed some help with social media and just kind of creating videos and stuff. And so really thankful for him taking <laughs> taking a risk on me and giving me that opportunity. And so, yeah, so began um, managing people's um, social media accounts. I actually uh, transitioned from full-time to part-time with the church during that time and okay. then had a couple of other businesses. And so by the end of the year, I was like, man, 
I really love social media, but I would love to um, gain more knowledge in video, um, explore some other things. And so I actually went down from having like five or six clients to about three and my involvement grew with them and then brought on my sister this year to help with some social media management where I can kind of just consult and then she could help with some of the legwork. But yeah, that really came from just having a passion from wanting to help people. Um, Like I said, I know a lot of people in this business who will only work with companies who are like absolutely serious about social media, having a big budget. And for me, I still have a heart for like the smaller business and the people starting out, you know, wanting to help them tell their brand story or get their name out there. Why, why did you choose to focus on social media? Um, and cause I know you provide digital content of, you know, of all kinds, you've mentioned videos mm-hmm. and things like that, but, but what was it about the, the space of social media that, that you decided to dive uh, headfirst into? Yeah, I think just the power social media has, you know, everyone is on social media. They're kind of just waiting for you to post, to post on there. And so working in the church world, we heard so many stories of people coming in and finding our church because of social media Mm -hmm. and just amazing testimonies that came out of it. And, you know, seeing where people were, their journey were when they first started coming to church to where it is now. And so basically really is another avenue to reach people. And so um, that's why I wanted to um, offer the services of social media was for businesses um, or people, entrepreneurs, wherever, where they could be discovered and share their passion. Just the way I'm passionate about, you know, helping people with their social, I want them to be able to uh, share their passion with others. Yeah, that's great. And um, so when you when you uh, kind of oversee uh, the management uh, for for a company or or a church or or whatever, um, for for you guys, uh, what what does your content strategy look like? Like, how do you develop? Like, do you have just like a this day is this, this day is this, or kind of you know what does that look like from your yes. point of view? So when clients do come on, I have them fill out a questionnaire because that just kind of helps me get to know them better and, you know, what their goals are. So that's kind of how we build out their their social media strategy is like, okay, are you wanting leads? Are you wanting just a person just to post for you Mm -hmm. so you don't have to do it? Kind of get to know them better. And then from there, we'll build out a social media calendar. And that's actually something I implemented um, with the team at church was, you know, posting on the fly that that's just not how my brain works. Yeah. It's so much easier for me to see everything laid out um, and to be sure that I'm posting according to like what's going on in the church. So making sure my calendar matches up with the staff's calendar. And so I implemented that with my clients as well. And so I will build out a monthly calendar. Some stuff is, um, repeated and then I'll leave room in there for like, um, you know, for instance, a realtor, I have a realtor as a client, they have closings or listings or things like that. And so we'll leave, um, space open for those things that kind of just come up, um, on the fly. And then I ask them too, like, you know, do you like graphics? Do you like photos? You know, what, what do you want your aesthetic to look like? Do you even care about aesthetic? You know, let's, let's pick out some 
color palettes that we can stick with and, and some fonts so everything can kind of look cohesive. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of on that note, um, when, when we look at the church world or the church market, whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, mm-hmm. you know, that aesthetic, you know, what have you found is it works? Is it, is it graphic? Is it, is it photos? Is it texts or video or, you know, what are you finding that is kind of most, uh, most viewed or most engaged with? I think photos always work really well, um, not in a ego way, but people like to see photos of themselves. People like to see photos where they can be like, oh, I look just like that person, mm-hmm. you know, um, wide variety. So I think photos are always really, really great. Um, when I was um, serving at the church, this year we implemented um, like design seasons. We offer that with Sunday social, we call them season kits. And so basically for a couple of months, we decided to pick, you know, a color palette, certain fonts, that way everything looks cohesive. And even um, a photo filter that can do wonders. Cause when we first started out, we were kind of a little all over the place, you know, our graphic designers each had a different, you know, style, the way they designed, even, you know, photographers, they kind of shot differently, but implementing these design seasons really helped everything look cohesive. I think as a leader, one thing I did struggle with was, okay, do we want the grid to look really pretty or do we want it to be impactful? How can I make that, you know, how can I implement both of those things? Because there's a lot of, I think, church marketers out there who would say your grid doesn't matter. And then I think I've heard both spectrums. And so really trying to not get hung up on how it looks, but at the same time, wanting everything to at least look a little cohesive. So I would say photos, you can never go wrong with with showing pictures of your congregation for sure. Yeah, it's funny you talk about the the focus of the grid. Um, yes. You know, it just seems like there's so much that we do uh, in creativity in the church that's the fine line of, you know, the, you, you want it to look look up to a certain, you know, certain mm-hmm. status, but then there's the yeah. the empowerment that comes from the message that we're we're trying to share and and trying to walk that line sometimes is it's treacherous sometimes. You yeah, know? for sure, for sure. Um, you know, so so when we look at social media, um, you know, I, I think through this COVID nineteen pandemic, churches are seeing more more than ever, like we've got to have a presence if we didn't before, or mm-hmm. you know, this is a place where we can continue to to uh you know share the gospel and share the the message of Christ. Um yeah. what are in in your opinion what are some of the biggest obstacles that churches are facing when it comes to to trying to get their message out on social media and maybe even their their unknown obstacles. Maybe they're not even realizing what some of those obstacles are that that these algorithms and stuff have put in place for them. Sure. I I think there's there's a few things. Um I would say one of them would be um just, I think I, and I, I made this mistake (laughs) early on was I think one of the obstacles is, um, maybe the balance of content. I always like using the 80, 20 rule, like 80% of your content should be uplifting, encouraging. It should be life-giving, should be talking about the message. And then your other 20% should be the fun stuff. It should be, you know, talking about events happening, um, 
around the church. And so I think sometimes the obstacle is we can get those two kind of mixed Mm. up. And so, you know, if it's just talking about another class or whatever, a lot of times people can just like scroll over that. And so I would say that's probably an obstacle is just being more strategic with, with the content that we're posting and just making sure that we're not just throwing information in people's faces, but that it's a two-way communication too. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times I think we're like, I mean, cause I'm guilty of it. Oh, I know this post needs to get out. I'm just going to post it instead of being like, okay, let's build an online community and let's have conversation with our congregation, especially now that some, per- some churches are still not gathering in person. Mm-hmm. It's so uh, crucial right now to make sure that we're engaging with our congregation online. Um, I think another obstacle that churches might face is um, just keeping up with, with the times with, uh, with the trends. And I don't mean um, us looking like, um, like the world's because, you know, the Lord says that we're in this world, but not of this Mm -hmm. world. But at the same time, you know, the message of Jesus never changes, but our methods might. And so just staying up to date with the trends, you know, social media is constantly evolving. And so just making sure that we're kind of staying up to date with that, you know, the way we can get our message out right now on Instagram, there's so many ways you have Instagram stories, you have reels, you have IGTV. And so this platform is providing you so many options to get the message across. And so just not becoming complacent and just putting the information out there, but really creatively thinking like, you know, how can we talk about church online without just posting another graphic or picture? There's so many other methods and ways that we can creatively do that to attract people. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's probably another big obstacle. So kind of uh, talking about being up on kind of the trends and seeing seeing what's mm-hmm. happening and all that. Um, kind of, I don't know if this is out of left field, but but what about yeah in terms of like the, the news, um, you know, so we've got this global pandemic we've, we've seen here in America, um, the, the racial injustice and we've seen the inequality mm-hmm. kind of rise back up, up, you know, it's never gone away, but now it's, it's in the forefront. Um, you know, I, I know each church is going to, going to have a different way of handling those things, but have you seen, um, how even, even just tackling the news through social media, mm-hmm. is there a way that the church can engage in a way that's not what we see too many times for it's just divisive or political or anything like that? Have, have you seen any ways that maybe churches are engaging in their own context that's a positive way? Sure. Um, I, I love how a lot of churches during this time have had conversations mm-hmm. And, and that's really great, starting a conversation, getting the conversation going. So those are always really great. Um, I think just from my experience and, you know, being a part of the team when all of this was going on, um, just getting on the same page with your pastor. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think that's really great. Like, hey, this is what's going on. How would you like for us to, to communicate Um, you know, this and this and that. And so I I think my pastor has been pretty, he's been vocal on his page, which is really great. And then for us as a church, we would either echo what he was saying Mm -hmm. or, um, 
you know, people are reading bad news every day. So instead of, you know, putting that in front of them, let's go ahead and throw an encouraging scripture or let's do this. Let's, let's do a podcast or we're talking about uplifting things. And so, um, I, I think for us, that was kind of, that was kind of our focus was we would kind of let our pastor kind of lead the way in those things. And then we would, we would bring people, people back to Jesus on, on our feed. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, you know, it's just, I've been saying this a lot, I feel like, but you know, we're in a weird time where it doesn't seem like there's like any right answer or right way to approach, approach things. So I'm always Mm -hmm. interested to hear how, how other people are approaching it, you know, like, so I I think that's great. And, and, and those are great points. Um, uh, before we close up, I I wanted to ask you, um, if, if you wanted to talk about uh, the finding the good series, um, (laughs) I mean, if if you'd like to talk about that, um, there, you know, you've got a link to it on your Instagram page. And so I just kind of, I kind of wanted to know more about it and what it was. Yeah, sure. So, um, when I started, um, my business along with that, um, I wanted to create a platform where it was kind of a passion project of mine. I wanted to create a platform where people could come on and kind of share their story and their testimony of God's goodness in their life. And that kind of came out of my, my testimony. So, Growing up, um, I had a father who was addicted to drugs and um, it really skewed my perception of God because I would see him one way on Sunday and then see him a totally different way throughout the week. And so I was like, man, God, like, I know you're real and I've seen you do miracles in other people's lives, but like, what, what's going on with us? Like, have you forgotten us? You know? And then about, um, I believe it was 10 years ago, God delivered my dad from drugs. And that's actually what got me saved. So, you know, that situation that led me away from God actually brought restoration and brought me back to God. And so now my parents are pastoring a church. Um, You know, my, my youngest sister, she leads worship. The other sister does media there. So, you know, God really brought some redemption and restoration to my family's life. And so my heart goes out to people who think that there isn't any hope. Mm -hmm. And so started the business and wanted to do the passion project, but I was like, okay, don't have time. I have to like build up the business right now. And so, um, coming into this year, the Lord gave me, uh, the word goodness and that scripture, surely, um, my goodness and my unfailing love will pursue you all the days of your life. And so kind of hung on to that scripture. And I was like, I think that's what it is. I, I want to hear the goodness of God in people's lives from the situations, their stories that they've gone through. And so that's kind of how finding the good came to be. And so I have a few interviews um, already ready to go releasing every month, but then I wanted it to grow organically. I wanted people who I've never met before who could submit stories and I could interview them and I could um, share God's goodness on the platform. And so that's what finding the good is. Well, that's awesome. We'll, we'll have links to that in the show notes. And um, cause I, I saw that and I thought, man, that's so, that looks so interesting. And so I, I just wanted you to be able to share about it. Um, well, Brianna, oh, we, so we, Oh yeah. Well, we thank you for, for taking time to be on the show. Before we get out of here, do you have any words of encouragement for fellow creatives out there? Yeah, sure. I think, um, my biggest encouragement would be, um, 
to not compare yourself <laughs> to other people, whether you're a creative and you're comparing yourself to other creatives or whether you're serving on a team at church and you're kind of looking at what other people are doing, I would just encourage you in knowing that God has uniquely called you and purposed you and that you know your journey and what God has called you to do might look different from someone else. And so I would just encourage everyone to go back to that when they want to um, compare themselves to other people. I think as creatives, that's probably something I think a lot of us deal with, you know, on that creative journey. And so that, that would be my encouragement. <laughs>want to thank Brianna again for taking time to be on the show and uh, go check out her uh, stuff online. We'll have links uh, in the show notes, so check it out. Well, uh, before we get out of here, um, Kyler, do you got anything you'd like to add? I would like to pose the question, is 5G going to kill us? <laughs> is, is 5G going to is kill us? Is the radiation us? just going to seep through our bodies? Well, there's a theory out there that it will, for sure. You're probably right. <laughs> Kyle, what are your thoughts? Oh, definitely. But it won't be the radiation. It'll just be how connected we are and stuck to our devices. And so that alone will do it. That'll kill us by causing a civil war. Yeah. So you're going full social dilemma. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Uh, it's already I'll, I'll happening. Hop on the ship of Kyle's theory. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He confirms it. He confirms it. He confirms it. If Chris confirmed. believes it. It's got to be true. Confirmed. <laughs> so 5G, it won't, it won't be the radiation that gets us. It'll just be the fact that we'll be, the phones will be so much faster now that we'll be more reliant on them. And Some real time, real time communication. Yeah. Real time communication. Yeah. Just, just like that. Send it, receive it. Send it, receive it. And that will be our undoing because yep. we're, we're so used to the instant gratification and now it'll be legit instant. What a yeah. sad, sad story. It kind of is. Man, why do we always, <laughs> why do we always come down <laughs> on these shows? Um, why would anybody listen? Why do your friends listen? Because that's my generation. We're like, just get to the sad stuff because we know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't pretty it up. Don't, don't avoid pretty the it up. We are... Feeling pain is at least feeling something at all, you know. As he sips his Mountain Dew can and peers out the window. <laughs> After a third grader blew his nose on his shirt sleeve. I've seen some things, guys. <laughs> Today I kicked a soccer ball at recess just like back to the kids. And it hit a girl in the face and knocked her glasses off. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm laughing because I was the girl. And uh, she was bawling. Yeah. Everyone was freaking out. No blood, so, though, right? No, she was fine. She was actually pretty tough about it. And I gave her a sucker and we were all good. But <laughs> You guys are best friends. The girls are tough. <laughs> yeah. And so, anyways, just stuff like that happens. Yeah. Ooh. You know. Sometimes you have a day like that, for sure. Um, well, Chris, do you got anything? I got nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nope. He's got I'm no just, way to top I'm that. I'm just chilling. So, well, we'll close it out with this. I, I do want to mention it's been a summer long project, but Camber and I finally finished watching all of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe oh, movies. Yes. So we have our uh, definitive rankings. 
Um, and uh, we differ on a few things, but overall, it was quite an accomplishment. We feel good about it. So. Congratulations. Thank nice. you. That is an actual thing that is good that has been done. Yeah. Thank there's you. Some good, there's some good left in the yeah, world. There is some good left in the it's world. It's good to see some people are still willing to put in the hard work. Yeah. <laughs> put in the hard work. I'm trying to convince her now to do a, a Coen Brothers, like go through their whole catalog of movies. Um, but I don't think she'll get on board because she's fallen asleep in every Coen Brothers movie we've watched. So it's no good. No good at all. But hey, uh, we did the Marvel run and Mandalorian's coming out in like three October weeks. October 30th. So. Oh, did you see uh, Ewan McGregor signed on for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to start nice. in a couple months and start filming. So it's going to be interesting in the COVID world how how – because Disney's built to do this more than probably any other company. Any other. But how they're going to shift from movies to to TV, series? streaming, the streaming world series. Yeah. Because with that and with the WandaVision, because it's supposed to launch sometime this fall. Um, WandaVision? Oh. Well, but the theory is it's going to be the launch into the whole next next phase of stories and where they'll bring in the new characters like the X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that. Give me Mary Kate and Ashley. Don't give me some knockoff Olsen. All right. (laughs) That's all I got to say. She's the other sister. (laughs) She's the other sister. She's a hundred percent Olsen. She's not a knockoff. She's not the real thing. (laughs) Well, you, uh, you don't got it, dude. Oh, there it is. <laughs> wow. I th- I'm honestly I thought not that it's saying a lot. I thought she was the best actress out of the three. I agree. Of them. Oh, wow. Here we go. Yeah. Obviously, we've never <laughs> seen Mary Kate and Ashley in New yeah. York City. Have you seen that one? That's not what it's called. Okay, what's it called, Kyle? It's called Made in Manhattan. That's what right? Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Kyle. Lopez? <laughs> 2001. Oh man, it's not 2001. Yes, it, it was. Takes, Literally, look it up. It, it takes two. Or it's 2003, 2001 or 2003. What's Jason's it looking it up. Made in Manhattan. What's the New York one called? Made in Manhattan. I mean, with Jennifer Lopez. 2002 with Jennifer Lopez. And- no, okay. Wow, you said 2001 and 2003. Do, you totally missed it. Do Mary Kate and Ashley in New York movie? What's it called? Okay. New York Minute. New York Minute. Switching goals. I said it Our first. Lips are sealed. Passport to Paris. Holiday oh, passport to Paris. Holiday in the sun. Winning London. Winning London was good. Passport Billboard to Paris. Dad. I mean, wow, I have seen good. zero of these. So, uh, what about uh, dating an older man? Um, washed up <laughs> twin sisters. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to Google those no, things. We're not. <laughs> oh man! Again, no, I'm talking about her later movies. On a high note, and then they later get movies. Brought back down. You can cut that there. part out. So, but no, it's except fine. for the part about the knockoff Olsen, because I stand by what I said. <laughs> stand by what you said. Well, whatever. I still think she's the best actress I out of the three. So. I didn't like the whole Vision storyline. I didn't. Well, that either, was way that was a wasted storyline. Yeah. Um, if I. Maybe honest, but I think they just really wanted that love interest thing because Hulk and Black Widow didn't never happen. happened. Yeah, the only real one I guess was Hawkeye and Black Widow. Yeah. Didn't the only happen. real one was Steve Rogers and Peggy. Uh, uh, don't even get me started with Captain America. Just the biggest <laughs> bummer of all time. Just as a person. Yeah, like just as a first first movie's fine. Uh, uh, Civil War. Civil War is the best. 
I could Winter just Soldier throw it. Winter Soldier was really good. Mm-hmm. No, Civil War is the worst. Yeah, Winter Soldier is the one. I'm sorry, I was. Winter Soldier was okay. I liked the first one just because it was like set in World War Two. Yeah. But... yeah. Anywho, yeah. Civil War is the worst. I think it's it's not my the bottom of my list, but it's like in the bottom five. Bucky's my favorite because they were gonna do that series with the. Uh, yeah, that's still yeah. Sam and yeah. Bucky. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Falcon. <laughs> 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 the the thing that Cameron and I agree on is Iron Man three is the worst of all yes. of the Marvel. Wait, it is the bottom of the barrel. Exactly. Just because you have to ask. Is, it, is that the one where Pepper gets powers? Yes. Mm, yeah. yeah and they have the fake uh, Mandarin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one isn't good. Yeah. So we have Iron Man three last. Iron Man two second <laughs> to last. <laughs> And then Thor The Dark World. Can't so even Thor tell two. you what happens in mm. that one. Watched it once and I was like, that's enough. So, spoiler Thor alert. Thor rebounded, though. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Third, Ragnarok third Thor. was great. Ragnarok mm-hmm. is Camber's favorite, and it's my number two. Wow. So, yeah. My number one is Infinity War. And uh, like a true nerd, I have a spreadsheet that has this all typed out. That's what I'm reading. It will be in the links below. (laughs) (laughs) My number one is uh, The Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. What about Elektra? Did you like that one, the spinoff with uh, Jennifer Mm. Garner? It goes Daredevil with Ben Affleck and The Hulk with Eric Bana. And then um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, after that, they're all pretty much equally terrible. They're both so bad. Oh, man. Yeah, that Daredevil. I don't remember much about it, but I remember Colin Farrell being the bad guy. And I was like, Colin, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I just remember thinking, like, yeah, I don't like Affleck anyway, so I could care less what he does. But, like, like Colin Farrell, you're better than this, man. You're so much better Apparently than not. This. I guess not. Take that paycheck. He's the penguin in the new Batman movie, so. Oh, with uh, Pattinson. Pattinson. Our Pat. Our Pat. I think he can do it. I think he'll be great. I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little worried they're going to they're gonna do, like, the make it a little too... I mean, Batman's a, a gritty thing, but I'm afraid they're going to go over the top on it. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Well, this is our comic book corner on the Crane Issue podcast. <laughs> but hey, nerds. Nerd alert. Um, <laughs> we well, need a button that does that. Nerd yeah. alert. That's why we need our roadcaster so we can, have our, we can have our effects. <laughs> I know. I'm waiting for you to buy me that. But hey, I, actually, I told Chris uh, this weekend I almost had a weak moment and went ahead and just ponied up the, the bills for it. But then I just thought, no, there's a better way to spend that money right now. <laughs> So, no, there's not. So anyway, one day I'll just I'll just it'll be sitting here on the table, and uh, we'll have a roadcaster with sound effects built in. Nerd so, alert! There, that's our, that, that'll be our first sound effect that goes in. So, well, anyway, uh, do you guys have any final thoughts before we get out of here? It's been one meandering journey. So these are the best kind. I'm good. Kyle just removed his children's headphones. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. So you good, Kyle? I'm good. Good. Ready to rock and roll. Do you have any questions? Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's got his David S. Pumpkin shirt on. I don't so, know who that is. Well, Go watch it on YouTube. Go watch David it on YouTube. Pumpkins. We'll look it up as soon as we get off the air here. So, uh, well, for producer Chris, for Kyle Lee, for Kyle Clap, I'm Jason Evans, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Catch you on the flippity flip. Yeah.